Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about the urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel, coming at you live on a very chilly Tuesday afternoon in Sydney Portier, the home of Rugby League. It's state time, state footy time. We are breaking, well, we're actually having a half round this week. We may as well be breaking. It is, if you could call it NRL football, that's what we're going to get four games this weekend. Some names that you may never hear from again. Some names that are debuting for the first time and generally a diluted round of football that will proceed. One of the game's showpieces, state football on Wednesday, coming to us live, as always, from Melbourne, Victoria, once again in lockdown, soon to be extended. One test Thunderino and two-time controversially axed Hong Kong Rugby League board member. Jack, how's it going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good to hear your voice again. Uh, I'm actually really fired up for uh, Labara Mobile Round this week. Um, I just like to see the different combinations. Theoretically, some of the teams should have a chance. Um, yeah, really interesting. Five, uh, how many, is, it only, is it five games? Yeah, five games. So Thursday night, Friday, no, it's only four. Four games. Four Thursday? Games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. One game a day. We're starved. Breaking news. Do you want to hear some breaking news? Uh, Nico Hines. Nico Hines, three-year deal to go to the Sharks. What does that mean for uh, Contract Prince? I think Contract Prince is in pretty good shape and pretty sure that he's probably at the top of the list of high profile off contract halves. So contract prince in case you not you you don't listen to the show is Sean Johnson the Loatian prince who took inspiration off the Maldi prince and the Gambian prince and the Turkish prince who who had the t- Turkish prince was Aiden Caesar any other Aiden princes? Caesar. Aiden, uh no well no, no there wasn't but Aiden Caesar gee, oh. Well, moving off, but gee, the Raiders would like him back. But yeah, back on contract prints. The Goldburn Prince was Terry Campisi. I thought that was... Uh, uh, Todd Carney. Todd Carney, the Goldburn Prince. Um, so Sean Johnson, let's start with him. So I think this is a great signing for the Sharks. I think it's the start of the, the building of that club, which I think, you know, in three years' time, you're probably going to see a migration of a number of young Roosters players to come across and play for the Sharks. Then look, if you've got Craig Fitzgibbon, who's been getting tutored by um, Trent Robinson, Nick Politis, and Co., they're in good shape, and he's already proven his worth, which is why they fired Johnny Morris. He's got across Nico Hines, who is running himself 
contract Hines is a real thing. What he's done in the last three weeks is incredible. But we think, having talked in the weekend to you, contract Prince, Sean Johnson in a contract year, has the ability in the next eight to ten weeks to add three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars. I mean, who knows? Who knows what he could get per season? He's the he is the premier half on the market. The concerns are over the fitness. But what I saw on the weekend was a mature, a different kind of prince, a player that, you know, obviously is not in the same class and category as your Lockyers and your Fitless. But those were guys that as they slowed down in their steps, um, they couldn't step and they couldn't break the line as much as they did. They changed their game. And he has the nuances there. Can we see something special to close out the season from Johnson? Can he get them into the eight? Look, I think, uh, I think, look, I don't think he, I think I'll give the chances of the Sharks making the eight 20%, but gee, they look a good side. Uh, across the field, they're really good. Um, I, I, the way you talked about uh, Prince, the way he played on uh, Saturday, I don't think you watched the full game, but the control and the, his kicking game and, he made McMoyden look a lot better. Um, and, you know, that's great. That's good for the Sharkies, you know. I mean, Will Kennedy, you know, we'll, we'll talk about our top 10 four weeks probably next next week. But, like, he's been a revelation. Um, playing really – like Connor Tracy. Uh, mm. I think Contract Prince can lift those guys up. You know, Aaron Woods, who's a real favourite of yours. You think Love he's him. one of the great speakers in our game. Love him. You know, like the Sharks, Josh Henne, I mean, I don't know. After all that went on, I mean, they can't win the comp, but I'd really like to see them go well. And I mean, what that what that means with Nico Hines, I mean, that means they have Will Kennedy, Matt Moylan, Chad Townsend, and potentially Prince. And then Hines. No, no Townsend's Hines. gone to the Cowboys for next year. Oh, yeah, Townsend's gone to the Cowboys. So, uh, Hines, yeah, Prince is looking elsewhere, isn't he? I mean, he can't. Well, they have he, to sign one of Moylan, Johnson, really, to play with Connor Tracy. I think that's the way they probably see next year going, unless they are unearthing a half that we don't quite know yet. But you would imagine that they're going to probably give Johnson maybe a one- or a two-year deal um, and see what he can do there. And if I was Johnson, I'd have no problem accepting that. I'd probably even back on myself. I'd bet on myself and I'd go for a one-year deal. And I think that he could probably command a little bit more money if he does that. Oh, agree. I mean, we've seen so much of him. I think we can, you know, we've been his biggest fans. Yeah, so Matt Moylan's off contract. Sean Johnson, uh, Woods is off contract too. And uh, Mawini Hiroti. So just looking at the off contract players for this, the, the show. You've also got your Corey Normans, your Anthony Milfords. Um, there's plenty of halves out there. But who the fuck do you want to throw money at out of that list? You know, there's, there's really... I mean, if Chad Townsend got eight hundred grand a year, Chad Townsend. Oh no! Fuck me, oh, no. dead. I think that's going to prove to be one of the worst signings in the next two to three years for the for the Cowboys. I understand what they've done, but they've got drink. I mean, drink water and Clifford. Okay, you've got Dearden across now. Dearden and drink water. Yeah, There's I your mean, halves. Yeah, they, they're there. I mean, drink water. They used to try and play at fullback, and it never really worked. And Drew Water, I think we've said on the show before, he's the best looking. He looks so much better than he is. Jeez, looks a million bucks. Mm. Smooth, smooth mover across the field. I did want to. I did want to 
touch on the Sharks game to kick things off, though. Um, the Sharks-Titans game, probably one that you weren't really expecting in terms of results. Probably the most shocking result of the round, would you say? Yep. Oh, no, maybe Knights. Uh, Knights getting up in Newcastle versus Manly. Yeah, that was pretty shocking. But to get flogged by the score that they did, um, 38-10 up in Port Macquarie. I watched parts of that game. Coffs Harbour. Coffs Harbour. I watched parts of that game and it just confirmed where we're at. And you asked me to reserve judgment after the first couple of weeks on my on my stance on the new rules. And that was before the crackdown. And never have I felt more disgusted at what the game's become having watching that Sharks-Titan game. And it got backed up again with Knights Eagles regarding the binning of players. Kepi got a couple, did he? Um, Kepi got one and Tapao got one. But the bins that got handed out in the Sharks Titans game. Now, who knows what it would have done to the result inevitably. The game turns on a fucking 10 cent piece coin these days. And I'm sorry, but the new rules have been ultimately hugely detrimental to the product that we watch each week. I'm genuinely concerned talking to other rugby league people that they are going to switch off because the game has been wrecked in the space of 18 months and even in the last four weeks. It's in dire straits. And if anyone's not admitting that, then they're just lying to themselves. And you can say, yeah, the crackdown, it has to happen, it has to happen, it has to happen. No, it doesn't has to happen. What has to happen is the league has to put um, sanctions or you know rules or regulations in place to protect players, but the execution of what's been done is is fucking atrocious, atrocious by a dictator that if you talk to anyone who's been in or around that guy and you predicted that this was going to happen, he was going to get meddling with the game and sabotage the game. The rules to try and speed up and get fatigue into the game for some reason um, has basically the NRL have come out and admitted that it hasn't done anything. The players allegedly, according to renowned journalist Danny Widler, are looking at overthrowing him or coming up with ways on how they can remove him. They I think the game the, the constitution how he can be yeah, removed. I think the game is in real strife because I talk I think of myself and having watched the game since nineteen eighty nine, and I don't think I've ever felt this way about the game that I just genuinely look at the game and I have anxiety because I know that one refereeing decision is basically going to turn the game. And then it's just fucking anyone's guess what's going to happen. It's in real strife. Yeah, look, I think I take your point. I honestly believe that it's getting better over the last three weeks. Some refs... You think it's got better after three weeks? After Magic Round? It's got... Magic Round was ridiculous. Nothing's different. Nah, you obviously aren't watching enough free hurry. It's getting better weekend over the last few weeks. Now, state football's up on Wednesday. What happens there? And that's going to be the real test on uh, Valandis's or you know, Australian Rugby League's jewel in the crown, whatever they want to call it. He cannot ruin it by... And, and I mean, that's going to be the big thing. Are they going to be consistent at state football? But I mean, at, at club football, it's getting better. There's still some... Dumb shit will get penalised and binned like Jester Funger was. And to be honest, 
like it's not that hard to tackle lower. I agree. Magic Round was a fucking stupid. The way they, the way he's went about it is wrong. But we've worn about three weeks of it, and a couple of games may have went the wrong way. But it's not going to change the premiere this year. And, that, and that's not the point, because I think no matter what, you've got two runaway. You've got the Storm and the Panthers are light years ahead of the rest of the comp. And, and, and it doesn't matter what they're doing, those two teams are going to be in the grand final, barring some freak injury. That's not the point. The product that we have right now is far inferior than what it was previously. And I would argue this is worse than Magic Round. It is worse than Magic Round, what I saw in the Sharks-Titans. They were sin-binning people for differential, repeat differential penalties from getting inside the tent. A sin-bin yeah. is the single thing that just turns the rugby league game too much. People go, oh, they need to bring in the five bin or they need to use the bin. I don't think so. I think the sin-bin should only be used for professional fouls, which are basically a player is coming in and trying to prevent a try from being scored, like an old-school professional foul. And a send-off should be for a massive head high. What about Jack Hetherington in the first 10 minutes on the weekend? Two head highs, penalised, did not even get fucking bent. The inconsistency is worse than ever. Oh, the consistency's not right. They're still trying to sort the consistency out. Look, I'm not saying... I'm not saying it's perfect, and I'm not, actually I'm not even saying it's good, but it is getting better. I um, I, I can, can wholeheartedly disagree. It's getting worse. But, 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 I mean, what I was worried about was we would lose the the arm wrestles in our game. But then the Knights and Seagulls played an arm wrestle game, and I was quite enjoyed it. Like, it was so- a putrid game where Manly got pinged nine zero, and they got yeah. Sinbin twice, and it completely leveled up. A shit team, the Knights, it completely leveled up. Those bins leveled it up. Now, my my take is yes. So hold on. This is what I don't get. Was it – and I can't remember. Were you the one whinging about how, oh, the, the, the comp's not even enough? No. Okay, good. But there were pe- people whinging about the comp's not even enough. Yeah, they but they evening it up based on – but that's not necessarily evening the comp up. It's making it's 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 putting such a t- tiny margin of error in whether you win or lose the game, and not in a good way. Now, here's what I would do: I would still put systems in place or rules in place to protect players and discourage head highs. Now, for big head highs, you send them off. Big fucking Jack Hitter and swinging arms, they're gone. Doesn't change that. But I would not be binning anyone. Binning changes the game instantly. It just ruins it. It ruins the fucking flow of the game. And the opposition basically has no chance. Like in the modern game with the rules, the speed of the game to have one less player and the differential penalties on top of that. It's fucking momentum that you can't overcome. When what you say would... differential penalties, you mean the six again? Yeah. Oh, fuck. That, that, don't get me started on that. But it's not differential penalty. Okay, I call them differentials. Sorry, that's, that's my bad. What I would do is whether you like it or not, a player would much rather be sinbinned than find in the pocket heavily for a high tackle. Now, I'll tell you, you implement double the fines and maybe even add an extra 30% for head highs, tackles around the head, not slaps, proper tackles around the head, you double the fines and you make you get maybe 30% more aggressive with the suspensions. And I'll tell you, that'll be wiped out in three to four weeks. You will not have any head-eye tackles. And the odd one that you do, 
you wear it, you send them off if it's bad enough. Otherwise, it's a penalty. That is fixing the issue, and that's fixing the product of the game. And guys like Volandis, who doesn't have a feel for the rugby league game, just doesn't fucking get it. He needs to start listening to the Gus schools of the world. He needs to start listening to guys that have been so what through. Gus, is Gus into this whole thing? Obviously, I don't, I don't Gus is now opposing PVL. And when you're on the other side of Gus, you're on the wrong side of history. Yeah, I'd sort of appreciate that. Now, one of the issues that's happening with this crackdown is the fucking Hollywooding too. And it's just, it's not a good look, is it? Because now... We've brought in... Winds me up about the bloody oh, um, uh, crusher tackles too. Like if you get cracked, like, it doesn't actually hurt. Like one out of ten crushes you actually know about. It made me a, sick. It's, now it's, it's cool. Getting a crack on you. It's neck grabbing, and it's a, it's a it's a phenomenon that's been around for you know it, it used to happen a little bit against the storm, but it's happening six times a game. Players are lying down, and then they if they get remote tackling around the neck. They are holding the neck and they're looking up at the penalty. I saw Warriors do it on my own football side, disgusted yeah, at it. I saw Jermaine Osako do it. Stupid, it's stupid not to. I know. And that's the thing. You Players are going to get coached to take advantage of these shit new rules and you get results like neck grabbing coming into the game. It's a travesty. What was I wrong mean, with the sport? I would have never grabbed his neck unless he was really sure. <laughs> Josh Dugan and Steve Maddai, the, the Bath Salt brothers, would have never yeah. done that in their day. Um, no. Why on earth were any of these new rules? And do you know fucking what? That Villani's got a fan email about a two-point field goal and installed the rule, and the players didn't even know it. Damian Cook and Cherry Evans, who are on the Players Association on the board, didn't even know that that rule was going until it came through. Uh, I mean, that's a that's the worst rule he's brought in. Fuck it. He's a fucking dictator. Yeah, but dictators do get stuff done. They saved our game. And that's the other thing. Oh, I know. Apologists that say he saved our game can know, get the fuck out of here. I agree with you. But he, he got on the front foot. But I mean, he got geez, on the front foot and the AFL were up and running a week later. How many game, How many sports are dead from COVID? <laughs> You took the words out of my mouth. How how many fucking sports died during COVID? Zero. And these fucking idiots that say that he saved our game. Except Australian Union. He's done nothing positive for our game. The TV deal, the new rules, these crackdowns, nothing. And he's actually a little, he's extremely sensitive now. Goes and puts his face on the back um, page of the phone. Like, he's the fucking CEO of a sport. Well, he's actually chairman. Chairman. CEO. Like, he's got such an ego that any criticism now is like, oh, fair go. I can't believe, you know, the criticism that you get these days. Like, he shouldn't even be speaking like that. It's atrocious. I'm worried about the game. Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm getting old. I've met him on the corner of Kipson Street. It's gone downhill from, hasn't it? What's that? Ever since I met him on the corner of Kipson Street on the way to Magic, it's gone downhill from, hasn't it? You're a black cat. You're the rugby league black cat. Shit. I, 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 maybe I'm getting old. Jason um, Kalis, actually. When I had that night out with Jason Kalis, he went downhill since then. So he had a couple of good seasons, didn't he? Yeah, but not after I had a few beers with me. <sighs> Gee whiz. 
Maybe I am getting old, but I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off. Tell you what, speaking of getting old, do, do you have those like, you know, like you've got traditional noise cancelling headphones, you know, the noise cancelling earphones, like your, your, your Apple Pods, have you got those? No, 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 but they, they, are they noise cancelling? They're noise cancelling. So I find myself now plugging them into my ears and pretending I'm on the phone so I don't have to talk to people. And yeah. people walk past my office and I'll, you know that you do the pretend phone sign. You just put your thumb and your pinky up to your head and just you just go like that and they go, yeah, okay, he's on the phone. I do that three or four times a day and I'm not even on the phone. Interesting, because I did see them. I was like, why are they so expensive? They are so just good. Normal, but they're noise cancelling, are they? Yeah, because my Bose ones that I use the noise cancelling, yeah, they mean they get battered up in my bag and stuff. They're bloody good for flights and stuff. But um, you also, it's quite unsafe when you're on the tram and that, and you don't even know what's going on around you. No, yeah, they, they really block the fucking noise out, these ones. Um, so I'm stuck. I'm, I'm pretending I'm on the phone. Do you, I'd also do the other thing, you know, when you see people walking down the street and I'm trying to put my phone away and just walk and just take it, take everything in. Then you see someone walking on their phone with their head down. Yeah. These days I veer towards them. To knock them over. So that they, so that I walk into them and try and teach them a lesson for being on their phone and walking. Yeah, that used to happen to me in Hong Kong because. When it started raining, the fucking I was the average height of a Hong Konger. Their, Hong uh, their umbrella uh, points are right at my eye level, and so oh. I just need to just barge through them, right? Because I could have lost an eye, and I just used to grab their umbrellas and just throw them away. Did you think about wearing maybe protective eyewear, like you know when you're doing weed whacking oh, or the hedge trimming or something? Like, something like goggles might have worked actually but fuck it was annoying because they just weren't the right height K- Kareem Abdul-Jabbar based <laughs> <laughs> I would have looked the white version of him walking down the street Kurt Rambis um, right. yeah fuck anyway um, just what was this last... going to say about um, how often do you do grocery shopping <laughs> that's what I was going to say to you so last bit of shit talk before we get back to the league, we get back to state for etc. I was thinking to myself, I went and did a grocery shop, which I don't often do, just at the end of work. And I had my parents home. I knew they come, they'd been over from New Zealand. I knew they're coming over for dinner. So Mumsy asked me to pick up a couple of things. She asked me to pick up two things. She asked me to pick up milk and then some like leaves. And I ended up walking out of there with like seven things. And I was just, I had like garlic, bread, had some nice gourmet sausages, had some hot sauce. I'm like rigging it through. It got to like 43 bucks. I'm like, what the fuck happened there? Yeah. And then yeah, I thought yeah. to myself, like, if you think of like targeting 40 plus year old men, you know, you've got to get like, I mean, garlic bread has to be number one or number I two, know. doesn't I, it? I can't go in without you. My wife hates it, but I'm just like, it's got to get it. Um, Savaloys, if you're a Kiwi. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just, uh, to me, when I go somewhere, I, in my mind, I theorize, well, I'm here, I might as well buy more because I don't know next time I'll be here. Do yeah, exactly. I mean? And yeah. I love buying sauces or, like, garnishes. Like, I have a shit ton of hot sauces and I just... And you know the beauty of those? They don't go off. I know. They stay there for that's, fucking ever. That's why I'm buying beer. I tell my wife, why do you buy so much beer? I go, well, it's an investment. It doesn't go off. <laughs> Quote. 
It is though. Like you could, if you, I don't know, it does have a use by. How If I buy nine months for pack beer, does go. Nine months for packaged beer, six weeks for keg beer. Okay, so nine months. Like, it's a nine-month investment. In saying that, though, I try not to bring beer into the home environment any more than a six-pack at a time. Oh, why's that? Because well, I just drink it. Yeah, okay. Quite. I, yeah, okay. I need, like, a lockbox. I do have some good places. But I just, I'd just i rather have that little walk. I like to do it, you know, an hour and a half before Super Saturday. I walk yep. down to the local bottle shop. Um, put my noise cancelling headphones on, try and walk in towards someone, just get my juices flowing, and then go buy a little six-pack for the game. And then if I do it again on Sunday, I have another. It makes no commercial sense whatsoever. <clears throat> but I guess yeah, it's yeah, but part I mean, of the you, ritual. You, you can walk to the bottle store, so that makes it easy. Yeah, true. Um, okay, right. And that's how it is. You can't actually, I mean, yeah, when you see, when you're walking down the street and you see a bloke, Carrying a card and a beer, you're like, they're out for a big night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. you are like, oh, you'd never see someone your age actually, they buy cards and beer, but they put them in the back of the car. You know what I mean? I remember you being young. And over their shoulder walking somewhere. Exactly. Like, oh, for a big night. I remember thinking when I was young and looking at a guy with a six pack and just like thinking complete disdain at him. <laughs> like, who the fuck drinks a six pack? <laughs> Oh, you are getting old. <clears throat> um, okay, so great listener question here. Um, often we'll, we'll seek um, some questions from the listeners. This was an unprompted question from Bradley Cooper, um, the famous actor out of uh, Los Angeles um, via Philadelphia. He said, who would have the best tell-all rugby league book? If it was a no, just a no holds barred, wrote everything that happened, who would have the best rugby league tell all book? I've got a couple. I've got a couple of short lists for you. Yeah. Okay. I think that everyone wants to know what happened. I think Julian O'Neill. Yeah. Because he's part of that Broncos origin Australia early to mid nineties. And then he must have to have a couple of chapters on the feces on the wall incident. I'm sure there's fucking a shit ton of others. And the time he tried to light the dolphin mascot on fire. Yep. So I think Julian O'Neill. I think Noah Nadruku. But they're all known, though, those stories, right? So how many don't know? Yeah. Yeah. Noah Nadruku. Why? The first real Fijian, and it would have been like, he's such a pioneer of the game. One of the very first Fijians. And he did have that 40-hour bender. Plus, he was part of the did infamous he? late nine, uh, the last, the 94 Raiders comp. He'd have some good yards. I'm talking no holds, but he'd be able to tell a lot hey, of stories. Did he have a 40-hour bender, Nadruku? Yeah, he went, went on a 40-hour bender after, I think it's the 93 semi-final loss to Brisbane. Do you not hear about that yarn? No. Oh, fuck. Look it up. Hados, Hados will tell you. Quite make me. Um, and then look if you if you're gonna go to the upper upper echelons, then I know he's written a book, but it sure as shit wasn't a tell-all. So Joey's got to be up there, doesn't he? Uh, yep, yeah, I'd actually say uh, Brett Finch. Good, very good. I think cool. he'd be really good. And you want club sluts too? 
You want club slots like Who? Finch that's been so many different clubs that have so many different quote. rounds? Yeah, quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you say Sione Famuina? Yeah. Are you re- referencing the infamous Timapara Tim George? No, I just think he will... I mean, to be honest, Sione Famuina has told most of his stories as well. Like, he just used to go and just drink jug after... and turn up to training tent. Mm. I, I think... Real Tallow wouldn't mind hearing about Ian Roberts' experiences in rugby league. Yeah, so I've just found the talented winger bashed two women outside a club after consuming up to 40 schooners of beer, a six-pack of stubbies and half a bottle of wine. He got off after magistrate Shane Madden concluded he was too drunk to form an intention to commit the assaults. What? These social laws have now been changed after incidents caused national outrage, another celebrated case for the Raiders and rugby league. There you go. Wow. Noah. Was he the first Fijian to play in NRL? Uh, well, Jared's old man. Manoa Thompson. That was going to be my answer too, actually. Um, speaking of Raiders, Jared Croker, we used to, well, I used to hate him for a long time. And then I grew to love him in, in his old age. But he has that, he has that look on his face and it's been shining through a lot of the commentary box lately where he permanently looks like, you know how you have resting bitch face for a for a, for a, a, a woman that looks upset? He's basically yeah. always looks like he's going to cry. And and I, and I always refer to it as croaker face. I think we've got another candidate for croaker face. And I do love this guy like he's my own kid. But have you seen Reese Walsh lately? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful eyelashes. The eyes are something else, but he has that look that he's, about to burst into tears a few times a game. I think you're going to have to take a good, long, hard look at him next time he plays. But yeah, he's yeah. got he's he's borderline croaker face. I really hope he gets that together. And who was the guy that um, uh, Luke Halem Luki who checked who oh. down the um Vano Vano Nuayan no, Nuayan Yeah, he that was a special chase down. He's huge. He's a big boy, yeah. So, I mean, as soon as you see someone like that with that name, you go straight to Google, see where he's born, right? Speaking of that game, which I won't, I won't speak about the result. But Warren Smith, one of my favourite commentators, I yeah. think he's he's at right now. It's a him, Vossi, and Ganane, just neck and neck, really. As I guess the top callers in our game, and I don't know if we can put Rabs up there anymore. I think we can kind of just put him to the side. But, I just don't watch Channel Nine. I nah. can't have to do it. Maybe for the state, I might. I might have Rebs call it. Well, you have to because it's not on Fox. That's nice. Yeah. But Warren Smith calls Roger to of us a shit rocking Roger. What a Who? fucking atrocious nickname, rocking Roger. No one calls him that, but was. I actually yeah. tweeted him. I said, "You're gonna to have to retire that." Was it's fucking terrible. What would his what was his what was his what would his nickname be? I guess it's RTS, isn't it? It's RTS. It's yeah. RTS. And probably, and he struggles to make the top ten fullbacks. Fuck! Don't fucking no, no, he does. He makes the top ten fullbacks, but he's in the bottom five. No, he's not. He's in the top five. He is. He's in the five. You do your ten next week. I'll do my ten. I understand your agenda against him. I respect that you don't like how he's leaving our game. 
but your misguided abuse of Roger Lately has... Oh, has... Mate, I know he's a fucking great rugby league player, but I just feel he needs to bring more to our, our club. Nah, won't have it. I, 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 it's really that I just so vigorously defend a player like that. And I'm fucked off he's going too, but I just can't fault his effort and the one percenters that he does. Oh, yeah, no, it does it, but it's, I don't know. I just think when you pay a million dollars a year, you want a leader. I, I think know, I just it's the very definition of a leader. You gave that example around, does he lift the players around you? And I think that he's the guy that they follow into battle. Now, on the field, yeah, I think he does lift the players around him because he takes those hard carries. He's, you know, does that tackle of, uh, on Rapana in the corner to win the game. Like, you see the players crowd around him? Fuck. They'd look up to him, man. You don't see them doing yeah, that to Caelan Ponga, do they? It seems to... You know, he seems to be too chummy with the young fellas. I don't know. I just, I feel as though Gutho, uh, Turbo, Tedesco doesn't really need to do it. Um, you know, uh, Pepperhausen, they lift players around them. Mm. I'm very intrigued to see your top 10 fullbacks. Um, let's, let's move to the state footy. I think this is that this is the probably the most anticipated state series for four or five years, because the worst Queensland team ever bet the Blues at the end of last year. It was a non-event. It, w- it wasn't even Origin. It was the end of the season. I couldn't tell you fucking anything about the series. It was just missed by a lot of people. But it you look just, at it was the first game was one of the worst representative football games I've ever seen. Mm. Just it was it was just no intensity. Mm. So Adelaide bubble based, and then the Sydney game was a bit better, and then the third game was actually like state football. Mm. I think we've got star power back now. Now there's a couple of players missing, but look at these lineups. Okay, the Blues. This gets me fucking excited seeing the Blues backline. Tedesco. Tor'o, Trowell, I'm so happy that fucking Latrell Mitchell no. made it. I'm so happy. And Tom Trebojevic in the centres. That there gets me fucking fired up. Even though they're not proper... Se- even no, though that, not- that, I love that about Origin, where they just play the best players and they slot them in. That's yeah, old school Trowell. 90s Origin. Trowell's a centre. Um, when Daly and Fitley used to play in the centres. They just had to because they had to play them in the team. Josh Adokar, Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary. Club combination. Now, huge, huge pressure on Luai because Fitler's shown that, you know, especially in the halves, if Luai has a bad game one and they lose, Jack White will come in. And Luai will never play state football again, maybe. They'll dump him very quickly. Cody Walker. They dump uh, Cody Walker. Uh, Darren Mullen. Yep. Mitchell Pierce, eight different times. Daniel Saifiti. Damian Cook, Jake Trebojevic at 10. Now, very strange. I think it was due to the injury to Tyson Frizzell why Trebojevic moved to prop. I'd just start with Junior Paulo or Payne Haas. Yeah. What the fuck is with starting with Saifiti and Trebojevic? I'll tell you what, Saifiti will play well for them. He's a good player. All right. He just does... He's no nonsense. Like he's surpassed Clemmer, interestingly enough. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, um, I mean, he wouldn't be on as much money, but he made goes. I mean, you forget about that about the Knights. They do have a good front row. And then Frizzell, Barnett, and Fitzgibbon. Yeah. It's a good pack. It is, isn't it? Well, anyway, what a, I, yeah. And my bronze going to sort that out. But yeah, look, it's a, the Fords have a few question marks on them. I mean, Josh Turbovich, whatever position, is not going to, Jake Turbovich is not going to let you down, is he? You're no, he, he's going to move. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see what they do because Cam Murray's in the second row with Tarek Sims and then Isaiah Yo at 13. And strange bench, Jack White. I mean, what the fuck is the point of having Jack White in there? Nah, I heard Fittler say why, and I sort of believe it now. It's because of this bloody HIA and Sinbin stuff. He doesn't know what's going to happen. So you need, because Whiting can play fullback, centre, wing, 5'8". If you don't mind that from uh, Fittler's theory yeah. there. Okay, I stand corrected. Junior Paulo Painhas, and then Liam Martin, the de- debutant. I don't have a problem with Liam Martin. I would probably have rather have seen Appy Coruscant jump on the bench. No, Liam Martin, like, I'm actually all for him making that team. But yep. Is it just me, or has he not? Like, that is a bolter, isn't it? Or have, it, it just it, seems like people have accepted it's it. It's a bolter that everyone picked, because I think there's a little bit of noise a few weeks ago that he was he was in the hunt, and then that was news to people. But just remember, he's only in because Frizzell got injured on Sunday. Yeah, okay. Um, now, let's go across to Queensland. So the Blues are only really missing who? Pappy and Frizzell. Yeah. Now... The, but Pepe, what position would Pepe play? He wouldn't be in the team, would he? Pepe would be paying 14 ahead of Whiten. You reckon? Mate, the form that he was in. I, just, I, don't, I don't know about that, but anyway. Now, as is the case, the Blues are going to go in his favourites over the Maroons. That often happens. They have a more talented team. But you know that Origin's not one on paper. Caelan Ponga, Xavier Coates, Kurt Capewell, Dane Ngangai, Valentine Holmes, who's playing very good footy. That one to five is the the Blues shit all over them. That one to five is that they get the Tedesco over Ponga, Toto over Coates, Mitchell over Capewell, Dubovic over Gangai, and Adokar. And Holmes would probably be a wash, maybe slightly to Adokar. That's five zip. Yep, it is. But this is where the interesting. This is where your Queensland comes. Munster and Cherry Evans over Luai and Cleary in the arena. you got to give it to Munster and Cherry, don't you? Oh, yeah. Every well, day of the week. I mean, Munster carved up last year as hungover. <laughs> he is just built for that arena, isn't he, Munster? And so is Cherry. I know. I, Cherry didn't play very well on Sunday, but he just... Oh, yeah, I'd give it to Queensland. Experience and toughness. And you've got, yeah, Munster and DC are my, they're the Australian halves, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, they are. Yep. Then you've got Christian Welsh, Harry Grant, and Tino Faasu Maluali. No, but aren't they starting Reed? No. Okay. Or are they? I did read that. Well, I'm looking at NRL.com here. Yeah, now apparently they're starting Marnie because he's been playing more minutes and okay. Harry used to come off the bench with Brandon. Obviously, can't get nah, him. Marnie's Jersey 19. No, I think they're going to have a look at that because Harry's been uh, injured as well, remember? Hmm. Pretty piss weak back row of Felice Cafusi, Jai Arrow, and David Fafita. 
You've got obviously for feet of the standard, but Arrow and Kafusi, it's nothing to. For Kafusi, play will play quite good state. Kafusi, he plays, you've got to give him that. Yeah. Jai Arrow's weak. Yeah. It's interesting they didn't pick TPJ in this side. Oh, no, he's a New South Welshman. I forgot Joseph Tapine played for Newcastle. Where did that come from? I'm just looking at Kirsten Stanton's Instagram, and she's just got a photo of herself at Newcastle Beach, and she goes with her dog saying this is where mum and dad met. I'm like, why did they Newcastle? Oh, because he used to play for them. Hmm. Brimson, but, who I mean, really... Tapine would be uh, back row for Queensland. Yeah, he played for New South Wales too. Mm, I like Brimson in Jersey 14. I think he'll be very good. And then you've got a bit of a drop-off here. Jaden Sewer. We always do. Fodder Waker. Drop-off. And Joe O. Yeah, they always they always have the drop-off. You know that. Queensland are famous for having their drop-off. Now, the game has been shifted from the MCG to the rabid Queensland town of Townsville. Yeah, yeah, you going up there with Pretty? Oh, we're we're looking at a trip to Townsville. We're just not quite sure if this is the this is the the right time to go. Okay. Um, I have to give it to Queensland. Nah, like I can't give that to Queensland. I mean, the halves well, aside, to me, the difference is playing at uh, Townsville Stadium makes me give it to Queensland. I'm always with you, like. On paper, New South Wales are all over them. But Queensland, they just... Just Harry Grant, Daly Cherry Evans, and Cameron Munster. Uh, do you know who's going to really decide the game? A massive game from Ponga could be... That, that's what they need. Where's they need the a huge game, game from Ponga. Where's the second game? Because I'm thinking... Uh, in my head, I've got... Uh, first game, Queensland was win quite convincingly. Second game, New South Wales won by like 50, and then Queensland. Like That, that seems to happen a lot these days. Oh, actually, second game's at Suncorp. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. So, jeez. Look, I'm going for I'm going for Queen. I'm just going to go for the underdog, and I love Munster. So, that's why I'm supporting Queensland. Bloody exciting, that. I'm very look, looking forward to um, taking a mistake, footy. It's I mean, not- I was thinking about You know, I, we're not massive fans, but I, did, I, did, I was thinking about it, Tay, because I saw a few texts from my old mates in the Hong Kong League, and they're all, look, whether you like it or not, like, it stops, state football stops Hong Kong. And That's as a it. league, in Hong Kong, it was quite amazing. Yeah, because people just, like, Poms will watch it. And as a league, it was quite a nice part of the, you know, for a real rara orientated city. It was just great to have it front and centre those Wednesday nights. Wow. Everyone would go to the pub to watch Origin. So Kafusi got off from the um, judiciary. No surprise there. Pre-Origin. Absolutely yep. no surprise. God. Imagine if he was playing for the Kiwis. Fuck, we had some tough days, like back in the days of trans-Tasman tests when they were a thing. I mean, look, what? It's like they didn't even need that advantage. I know, but we would get dogged at the judiciary every time. Fuck. Fucking terrible. Um, So there's some games on this week. Should we just quickly have a look at the draw? I just 
can't wait, mate. It gets me through lockdown this shit. League, that league say. I'm, I'm thinking about getting bumper stickers. League say Thursday night footy. Oh, I love this. Is a great Cogra. game. Dragons Broncos. But I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Oh, I do. It's going to be a terribly lit stadium, heavy, dewy game where Corey. The game's going to be decided by Corey Norman, good or bad. Yeah, okay. I like this indigenous winger they've got on the um, wing for Brisbane, Selwyn Cobbo. Nice. Hey, shout out to Preston Campbell's kid who's making his debut for the Titans. Right, Jaden. Tigers, Panthers, Friday night. Leica. Mate, it's amazing because I remember. Hey, I just had a, a rugby league moment there, Harry. I remember when I was like six form. Would that be right? I was six form in 1999. And I was in the reading pit at the Christchurch Boys High School Library. You know they had rugby league weeks? Mm-hmm. And I remember reading an article of Preston. and Because he's just come on the scene. That would have been right, right? 99. They called him they called him Apricot because he wasn't quite a peach. And there was an article in the rugby league week Brilliant. about him and his mumsy, this yeah, beautiful white lady. Um, and amazing that I just had that moment that now – their boy is playing first grade. I remember that article and them just staring longingly into the Rugby League Week camera. Brilliant. Great, great throwback. Um, I, I look forward to seeing that. But the Storm are still a dollar ten at Sunshine Coast against oh, the Chargers. I love Teamless Tuesday at uh, State Football Period. You look at their team, Rehurry. And what the Storm do well is they've got so many Kiwis. So they don't really lose that many. And not, everyone steps up. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, Munster and Harry Grant, what like they're playing, but they've been injured. So like, all these guys have stood up. So in Jersey 17 for the Titans, I will be looking very interested. Joe. Uh, Joseph uh, Vuna. Vuna, yeah. Played a couple of games for the Warriors back. But he went on, on his uh, uh, mission. Oh, went on a mission. Yeah, quite. So what's his? What's um, Preston Campbell's son's name? Jaden. What position is he? Fullback. So he's playing fullback. Whew. Might try and pick him up for fantasy team. Quote. And then to finish off this Libara Mobile round. At McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle. Newcastle and Eels. Oof. Hayes Dunster. Yep, good to see Hayes back after the last game he played, I believe, was a semi final where he had to. Fuck. That... No, he played the other day. No, okay, but last big game was that a semi. What? Look, what the fuck? No one. Can you remember? It was the day of the game. Michael Jennings got ruled out with drug charges. Mm-hmm. And like no one's even spoken about him. Well, his he, wife has just come out in the paper midweek and accused him of raping throughout their marriage. Will Penasini for the um, Eels? Will they play him? Will they give him the Joseph Suwali? So he's supposed to be as good as Joseph Suwali. Penisi? Yeah, Penasini. Well, if he's that good, why isn't he playing? I mean, they're he, a fucking Cesar Waka who can't tackle in the centres. Has how bad Cesar Wonga? How good is Penrith Panthers' recruitment? Fucking off Cecil Wonga 
Not Cecil Wonga, Wonga Blake. Yeah, Wonga Blake. And DWZ. <laughs> Cecil Wonga had the problem with the pokies, didn't he? Cecil Wonga had some good moments for the Raiders. What? No, Storm. Storm. Mainly. Storm. Yeah. But the Panthers basically told DWZ and Wonga Blake, who were fucking like, you know, juniors, high-profile juniors, and they were, you know, budding stars. They told them to fuck off, and geez, they were right. Yeah, God. Well, what has happened? As a New Zealander, seeing Dylan Watiz of these uh fall from grace is hard to watch. He's very fucking bad. God, I was excited about him as a as a junior. Same. And Malachi, even. No, I don't think I've ever been <laughs> excited about MWZ. All right, so... We will be recording again in the weekend. Let's just hope that the the we get some free flowing games and and then no, have a good wait, origin. I'm in lockdown, so if you want to record every day, I'm happy to. Yeah, well, we'll be recording in a few days. It's Tuesday night, our Wednesday. Um, maybe I'll check in on you over the weekend, see how things are going. And I mean, it's going to be a good experience having just one game on. It's going to feel like. I don't know the old days when we were kids. You didn't get three games of league on nah. one day, did you? No, no way. They all used to be played at the same time, didn't they? A lot of the times. Oh, and two sport action in New Zealand. We only got one on a Sunday night. Terrible. Terrible. All the games seemed good. Like, if you had a bludger of a game, I don't think there's ever we got to school the next day and said, oh, fuck, that game was a bludger. Nah, it's just happy to watch league, weren't you? Quote. Anyway, um, till next time, you got to love your league. If he leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me. Ooh, no, many, please don't go. And if he leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me.